weather getting blipped or staying glued to your seat Across the multiverse or across the street It's MCU on repeat Hello everybody and welcome to MCU on repeat Today we're covering Avengers Age of Ultron And... Without further ado, we have a special guest on the show today. We got Joseph George of the Penny Bloom Podcast on the show. What's going on, dude? Oh, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm really Absolutely. excited to join, uh, especially for for this movie. This is uh, the one the one villain that that I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to uh, to be able to nerd out about. So I'm glad you had me on for, <laughs> for this one. Oh hell yeah! Uh, we were sad that you couldn't be on for the last one. I think it's going to be really mm-hmm. fitting because. Colton was on for the first Avengers, and you couldn't be on. You're mm-hmm. on for this one, and Colton can't be on. It yeah. means it's all going to come together when Infinity War rolls around. <laughs> you know, sometimes things just work out that way. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a little poetic, um, so it'll, it'll be nice to have a, a full reunion uh, for, yeah. for Infinity War. Uh, the, the true Avengers movie at that, I can confidently right? say. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Uh, um, I'm excited. I, I mean, even even though Colton's not here, he uh, he usually tames my uh, my love for Ultron a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I'll make sure I tame myself. No, nah, dude, um, we're, we're yeah, not. I, I can I can I can tame myself though. I do I go off off the rails a little bit with Ultron, but um, oh, I, uh, I'll tame it with uh, my love for for Vision because um, he is my favorite MCU character other than Spider Man. Spider Man's number one. Can't beat him. Yeah. But um. Yeah, Vision or Jarvis, whatever you want to call him, uh, he's number two. So, Dude, if it weren't for the fact that Colton had to be somewhere when we... So I was on your guys' show, and we recorded an episode for Batman Mm. 89 for your new comic book project that's launching next year. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for him having to be places... And you trying to, like, also tame me, I probably could have kept talking for hours. (laughs) Oh, I mean, hey, if, if, if that's what you want, um, I can go uh, with Ultron. Um, that's that's a, a subject that I can I can just ramble about forever. I got I mean the notes that I took for this movie um, on Google Docs, uh, Times New Roman, uh, twelve point uh, oh, just to, to get a base level here. Um, I got I got six pages. Um, Jesus of notes here, uh, and that was just me rambling while the movie was was playing. So so I got I got I got enough content here. <laughs> Um, well, you of know Ultron what? And, and Vision, so. Well, let's, all right. You know what? Let's just kick this off then. We always love to start off with positivity on the show. Joe, how are you feeling about this film? Obviously, you're already starting to say you love it. So, like, let's let's keep that going. Let's. What, what do you think? What, oh. what are your thoughts? Oh, dude, I I think that this is the most underrated Avengers movie that there is. One of the Thanks. most underrated Agreed. movies Agreed. in the entire MCU, honestly, at that. Um, a lot of people blow off this movie. I don't know why necessarily. Um, I guess it, there are some parts that that are a little, you know, campy and and such. But I don't know. I I think this one was looking back on it, kind of one of the most realistic Avengers movies, if you could say that. Like, I um I know like obviously Ultron is is something insane and and out there but it's you know AI it's it's not you know infinity stones are are also space you know stones something like that yeah. but i don't know it wasn't it wasn't so far out there um 
and I think the storylines like having um, the Avengers tear themselves up from from the inside, having that be like another villain in the movie, if you will, uh, was was really cool. Um, so I don't know. I think it's it's really underrated, and uh, you know, out out of the Avengers movies in all, I think it's you know it's top three. Um, I think um, you just can't really beat the the massive two, um, in my opinion. Um, but I think it's it's better than than the first one. I can confidently say. And and if we include I, I Civil War, if we include Civil War, which I think you can, um, it's an Avengers movie. Yeah, I, I think 2. it's better 5. than it's better than Civil War as well, in my opinion. So I'm gonna dish I a love hot this take. Movie. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dish a really hot take, you guys. Yep. Um, I think you you might you might not agree with me, but I I think this movie, like you said, I think this movie is a lot better than the first one. I think James Spader's Ultron is a better written villain than Tom Hiddleston's Loki from the first Avengers movie. Mm, uh, just because we saw him in Thor and he was a com- almost like a completely different character, like the his motives in in the first Avengers movie to me kind of felt a little out of left field. But Ultron, you he establishes that like Tony is the one who like gave him like his motive yeah. of like what he what he's gonna do. Like I said, it, it, for me it's a hot take. Of, no, that, I, don't I don't think that's think a, hot a hot take, take. whatsoever. Really? Yeah, no. I was no. actually really I was actually really ready to spark a debate here. <laughs> no, no, absolutely because I don't not. Know. I had my yeah. fisticuffs ready <laughs> because I'm I like, think, I, go ahead. because oh, I was just saying like. Having watched Thor going into the Avengers, it's it's like a complete 180 because it's, it was later retconned that he was influenced by the Infinity Stone and his scepter. Mm. And, like, Loki usually doesn't want to play second fiddle to anybody, but here he is playing second fiddle to Thanos. And then, like, you have Ultron, who his motive is taking Tony's words a little too literal. Peace in our time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Ultron's I mean, motive is... Is, yeah, exactly. He's he's an AI. He he doesn't have emotions. But I feel like James Spader is written super fucking well in this movie. Like oh. his voice is just perfection. Oh, dude. Yeah, we you know over at, for our comic book movies, we always have a performance nod and a character nod. Um, mm-hmm. And this movie couldn't be any more perfect for me because Ultron. He's he's my favorite. I think I can confidently say my favorite villain in the MCU. Um, I'm trying okay. to think of anyone that could beat him it, for me. Um, he's basically like vision is my favorite character in the MCU aside from Spider-Man. Spider-Man's number one, just for my childhood and nostalgia. But if I, if I'm on the real, the character that I actually like the most, like the character development and the actual character tropes and stuff is probably vision. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's like this yin yang sort of situation that I have with, with vision and Ultron and the what if episode was basically my like wet dream of an episode. It was <laughs> it was just it, it was insane awesome. just seeing Ultron win, um, and and just take Thanos out with you know with ease. Um, but I I have come ready f- with with the theories um, for oh. from this movie. I think after watching this movie, I am always one to go out of left field and out of the ballpark. Actually, from from my theories, and I think watching this movie. Um, it only sparked that even more. Um, I think, I don't know, it was insane how many Easter eggs were in, in this movie that it is um, crazy. Were, were definitely calls to, like, Endgame, uh, for sure. I mean, they literally said Endgame in this movie is the first mention of it in the MCU. 
Um, so, like, there was definitely a lot of planning. Visions that obviously came true. Um, so, like, a lot of, you know, um, just future planning here. But I think it goes even larger now that we know that it goes bigger than Thanos. You know, Thanos isn't the top of the chain, actually. Thanos might even be a pawn himself, too. You know, so um, thinking of it with that perspective changed um this movie a whole lot for me actually i don't know this this watch was was really really cool um watching it with the the perspective of the mcu now um, yeah yeah the hindsight's so. always 2020 mm, definitely yeah and i i don't know i don't think i don't know if i'm giving you know marvel too you know too much credit with with some of these theories that i got here but you know kevin feige he's he's a dude who who would put some some Easter eggs that he had planned for 2035 in a movie, you know, right now. So the, the dude, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm giving him too much credit or, or, or not. But, there's a, but some of the there's theories a job I don't know. at Marvel yeah. Studios, Joe, that has it, their literal job is to keep track of the timeline. No way. There's a literal a job. Of, it's just it's, it's a person's job to keep track of the timeline. I need to meet this person and I need to know what is on that board because wait, what they have, yeah. the, they have a timekeeper. They have a, TVA. they have a timekeeper at Marvel studios. There's a job. So Kevin Feige is really just Kang. It's probably just like some, it's probably just some intern. So like, Hey, <laughs> Hey Keith, can you, can you come into my office quick? We got to lay out. This is where things are going. I need to make sure everything's laid out right. We're not <laughs> stepping on anybody's toes here. And I, yeah. I, I need to meet this Keith, man. I need to he meet this has, hypothetical Keith. He has like a TVA monitor that has the, <laughs> the sacred <laughs> timeline of the MCU. And it's just constant like tweets of how people are feeling about the MCU and making sure people are understanding things correctly. And if yeah. people sway too far off, he's like, hey, Kevin, you know, um, people aren't getting this part. Yeah, that's going to step on the toes of like things that anymore. happened back in like Iron Man 3 and you're gonna be like, oh fuck! Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I th- I don't know though. This movie had a lot of a lot of um, like obvious foreshadowing. It wasn't even like um, looking back on it that now with the you know scene in game in Infinity War that you can be like, oh yeah, you know I-, I see where where they got the inspiration from or put these little Easter eggs in. This one mm-hmm. was like, oh, they're having visions of the future. Like there is a literal embodiment called the vision um in this movie like there's a literal i don't know it's there's it's it's kind of in my opinion the main focal point of the movie um the the visions that everyone have um throughout the movie there there are um every character has one um yeah every big character pretty much has one and and then the vision the embodiment himself um is the vision that thor has that eventually you know brings him to come back you know to earth and and finish the creation process he's like yes you know this this needs to happen vision is like the safe place for the the mind stone this i i saw this you know down the line um eventually it's you know i don't know the the downfall of the universe i think he says like the center um i don't know something of a black hole i don't know something equivalent of that um, but every vision that someone has in this movie is is, is super important, um, yeah, and has massive like implications if you if you want to open up your mind to that and give them that much credit. But um, I have both, you know, both sides of the line. When when it's it's just 
up to Thanos and then up to Kang level, basically, is where I'm going. Right. Um, here. But <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make sure to, to keep them separate. So, uh, you know when I'm going off the rails and whenever yeah. I'm just contained with the Infinity Saga storyline <laughs> so far. So, um, yeah. Ty. Yes, we didn't mean to keep you out of this. What do you, what do you, how are you at? Where are you at? I think this movie is the perfect, like, balancing beam in the MCU. Like, it brings in elements from Iron Man, Winter Soldier, um, even, like, sets up Thor Ragnarok in such an interesting way that I can... It does. Yeah. Honest, I can honestly say that, like, without this movie, um, Civil War and Endgame would not be what it is. Because this is the setup to Endgame. Like, I, I don't see how you can... Like, if somebody loves Endgame and doesn't like this movie, I don't see how you can get away with that because these are, like, the perfect companion pieces. Like, even, like, the little farm scene where, um, you know, when Tony is confronting Steve and he's like, you know, isn't that the mission so we don't have to do this anymore so we can Mm. go home? And, you know, Mm. Steve kind of snaps. And that's, like, the perfect focal point for, like, Civil War. Mm. And then you have all these little Easter eggs. Like, uh... I mean, there's even, like, a little Loki Easter egg that I found hilarious. But, like, um, like the, the, we're in the end game now. You know, uh, we'll lose. We'll do that together, too. You know, all these different things. Uh, uh, suits of armor around the world. And, you know, Peggy's Last Dance. Ragnarok. Uh, Tony basically seeing, like, what would technically happen in Endgame with Cap Shattered Shield <laughs> if he didn't make the ultimate or right choice. Uh, you see some like black widow stuff from, uh, black widow and kind of how that comes to fruition. So there, I mean, caps, uh, Mjolnir and cap, um, like there's so many little things here that basically expand everything the MCU's done and will do that. I think that if this movie didn't exist, those movies wouldn't be as successful as they are. Like Mm -hmm. I think Iron Man three in a bubble is fine. I think winter soldier is a great film, but like with this, right here right before civil war this is like the 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 pinnacle this is like the anchor of the mcu if you will like without this movie none of that stuff makes sense nothing adds up and then on top of that like ultron i prefer ultron far more than loki like ultron's like this anchor of of uh of of tony's personality and bruce banner and he, he's prophesizing uh, all these things about theology and the Bible that he references throughout the film. And, but he doesn't have the life experiences that everybody else has. But at the same time, you can assume that he's viewing the Bible that way because mm-hmm. Tony and Bruce are kind of that cold and calculating in their devices. You know, there's just so many little things mm-hmm. in this movie that I, I love. I put this above... Uh, the first Avengers movie in my ranking, which I assumed right. I would, but I, I mean, I love this movie, honestly. Even, like, the small little quips. Like, uh, yeah. uh, it, that's a good talk, guys. It wasn't, you know, it's like... Um, <laughs> yeah. Good talk. Like, that that <laughs> one guy, I mean... Yeah, he, yeah, at the very beginning, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I even wrote down, like, when Tony's uh, looking for... He does, like, an IR scan of the room, and he's looking for secret, you know, entrances or whatever. <laughs> And he's like, please be a secret door, please be a secret door. And he pushes on it. And then he literally just does this little, like, yay. yay like, this yay. this really, like, soft, like, childish yay. And it was just, I've never <laughs> noticed it before. But it was just so funny. Like, I don't know. but I think, I think that was, I like, think the that way... was ADR'd in. That had to be. Yeah. Oh, that had to be improv Yeah, totally. Um, like, I also I love 
the little like um uh, um have you stopped them yet? They're the Avengers. Like just or whatever he said. But there's like they're the Avengers. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of humor in this movie that works. Yeah. And I don't know that goes, goes never surrender. And he goes, mm. I'm going to surrender. Yeah, I immediately turns around. Yeah. No, I think I want to take it back to the, the opening scene though, because it opens up with like the most comic book um like just fight scene. Like this is straight out of a comic book and they even do like the classic superhero lineup um you know right at right out of the beginning they like i they wanted to stress so hard that they were a team at the beginning of this movie they they did everything together at the beginning and they were a well-oiled machine they knew what they were doing and then you look at them at the end of this movie and it's like it's the perfect preamble to civil war it's like they're starting to fight amongst themselves you know finally it's like they're no longer a team they're always divided amongst different situations um, but I mean, the, at the beginning, seeing them just as a team, like whether it's just in the jet, you know, them flying all together, just having a conversation or, um, it's Tony and Bruce in the lab, you know, just, just talking it up, like being nerdy. Like this movie was, was so, uh, comic book heavy, like inspired. And like, we have an adaptation rating and, and I feel like this movie would just dominate like that category. Um, I don't know. It felt, it felt super, um, loyal to the comics um you know whether some some character tropes and and what some where some characters come from uh is a is a little uh off you know and not necessarily the the comic lore accurate but you know that's that's not uh what the adaptation rating is solely based on you know you don't you don't need it to be whole you know wholly accurate it just has to work for the story that that they're writing and that's the one thing about this movie that's like man you know, I, I love Ultron, and I love this movie, but Joss Whedon is attached to it. Again, you know, it's like, it's just that one little, one little thorn in the movie. Um, just him uh, being, like, I, I don't know. It's it's like, how, how can you love something so much, um, just having Joss Whedon be the direct, directing, writing it. Um, but, you know. Um, I don't like to give him gonna, credit a lot of the time because of, you know. It's, it's yeah. Joss Whedon, uh, but he did hit here though. I got he it, did. You there know. W- <laughs> Ty, when we recorded yeah. the Avengers movie, what is one thing we said about the Avengers uh, that we absolutely hated? Uh, fuck Joss Whedon. That's all I remember. Like, yeah. oh, I was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a specific member of the Avengers that he didn't know how to write. Ah, yes, Cap language. <laughs> he gets a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's because Cal- Cap kind of talks less. Like, I mean, a little bit. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I mean the, the okay. Fir- the, I know the first line in the movie is like, is is shit language like that immediately. <laughs> I know a lot of people love it, but it made me cringe because I was like, man, it does because it's hates like, Cap. We just watched, we watched the Winter Soldier, and like, isn't he cursing? And doesn't he say some s- swears in that? <sighs> if not, that's he a good question. I feel like I feel like he does. I don't know. That's a good question. It might be like, like it might be like hell, which is like okay, uh, according right. to you know, just like that's not a curse word. That you know, I don't know. I th- or like ass, you know, where it's like not necessary. I don't know. Or, or maybe so, maybe he said so many I don't know. shit. We don't remember what the hell happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it's like also we said that Tony was kind of like like he kind of 
projects himself onto Tony. And, like, you still kind of mm. see some of that here where, like, Tony feels incredibly, like, the strongest member of the Avengers just by proxy because yeah. he's Tony. Like, he literally goes <laughs> into the building all by himself and does everything by himself. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, I love it. But at the yeah, same time, it's, it's like, damn it, Joss. There's one of, one of my favorite lines. It might be my favorite line of the movie um, is is that uh oh what's her name it's it's like uh fury's like right hand gal uh she, oh my Real? god yeah um oh my god yeah my she comes wife. in Cold um Cold she Cold comes Cold. in and she's like everything's set up boss uh looking at tony um and then tony's like oh actually he's the boss pointing over to steve and then he goes on to say i just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look way cooler um like i don't know i just love how he's um, he's just so arrogant and so open about it. Um, and like, I used to love Tony Stark so much. He used to like be my absolute favorite character until I realized that he's just like so arrogant and like he, he knows he is and he like owns it even more. Uh, I don't know. It, it like, it's not, I, I can, I still love him. Like, I don't know. He's still definitely one of my favorite characters without a doubt. Like he, you know, he's, he's part of the the birthing process of vision uh so i got it you know he's papa to one of my favorite characters so at least an uncle uh at the bare minimum but um i, I oh man tony i just i just want to ramble about tony i'm sorry <laughs> you uh you no. team cap on uh, the civil no. war situation no oh Mm-mm. okay no Okay. I think I think I like even this movie even like Civil War kind of solidifies because the Russos can write Tony right like mm. uh, um, I'm trying to give you what do they call it uh, an olive branch you know and you kind of mm. see like like going from Joss Whedon to the Russos eventually when we get to Civil War we'll talk about it but you can kind of see like a maturity in writing and a like a cool evolutionary process like tony like constantly is changing and he's always ahead of the curb and he knows exactly what's happened the problem mm. with him is he doesn't know how to like properly convey it so when everybody is so behind the only thing he can really point to is his ego because he he's so insecure because he's yeah. so his emotions are so malleable because he's so traumatized he knows mm. exactly what ha- is going to happen and nobody can agree with him on the best way to do it. But there is this, like, personal change, you know? Even at the end of this movie where he's like, I just, you know, I want to go live on a farm. In Civil War, he's more he's more peaceful. Like, even, mm-hmm. like, small moments where in Civil War where he's like, who's putting coffee grinders in the garbage <laughs> disposal? What am I running, a bed and breakfast here? Like, even, <laughs> like, small things like that. I just, I just feel like this movie and Josh's inability to write him actually kind of helped him long term mm. <laughs> by accident <laughs> no i think yeah it, w- it was really cool because the creation of ultron is so tied with tony and it's like it is ultron and when you boil it down is basically tony without emotion and a conscience really like he 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 doesn't really care for humanity i guess you could say you know, i mean he definitely doesn't but that's like just the the differences between the two but even wanda says it later on that like um ultron can't tell the difference between um saving humanity and destroying it and then she says like um where do you think he gets that from 
um, and then it like cuts immediately to Tony, you know, it's like, you know, heavily implied that it's Tony as well. It's just, um, Ultron was so fixated on the one line of peace, peace, um, in our time. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's ironic. Tony was saying it ironically because the last time it was said, it like started world war one or world war two. I don't know. I, I don't know which one or I, I, I forgot which, which it started a war basically some guy said it right before a treaty signed and then it started a war so tony was saying it ironically but um ultron thought he was saying it literally because he's a computer and um he took that just literally and saw how peace was done around earth and he saw that it was done through war yeah it was done through war and um the avengers only created more problems um but here is where I can sort of go off the rails a little bit um, with what Ultron saw um, whenever he was first awoken, which I think we don't pay attention to a lot at all. We pay attention to what Tony saw and what Thor saw because it's the Infinity Stones, and what Tony saw was literally what happened in Endgame. But we don't pay attention to what Ultron saw. Um, because whenever Vision comes up to him for the first time, um, whenever they first interact, Ultron says, ah, my Vision. Like, that is where the name comes from. Vision is first name, like, name-dropped by Ultron. That's where, like, the name even comes from. It's it's Ultron's Vision, but also mm-hmm. Thor, Thor sees him in his Vision as well. But, um... So Ultron saw something, and he also saw Vision in his vision. I know it's a little convoluted there. But um, what else did Ultron see is is my question. If, if Thor and Tony and all of them are seen far, far into the future, how far did Ultron see into the future? Um, someone who is direct, you know, directly connected to the Mind Stone itself, um, which is how I think Wanda... Um, you know, her being so closely tied with the Mind Stone herself is how they're seen into the future. Um, but like Ultron, who's directly um, being created through the Mind Stone, I feel would have like the most pure vision possible. Um, right. So I don't know. I think I think he might have seen um, the events of Endgame. He might have seen Thanos. He might have seen like why are these Infinity Stones being gathered in this way? It's it's curious. You know, Thor was even onto it a little bit. So like if Thor was on to the gathering of the Infinity Stones, Ultron, who's I mean, in no defense to Thor's intellect, um, Ultron's just far you know more intelligent than Thor. Um, so who knows how far that can run? Um, but where it goes out of left field is where if he saw that even uh, Thanos was a pawn, um, and because there there is a theory where um, he was just trying to prep to kill Thanos because he knew Thanos was the one gathering the stones, but he knew that it was the game was much larger than even Thanos, and that it knew he it went a tier above, and um, he knew you know the multiversal. Um, impact of it is is what what the vision that ultron could have seen yeah and and kang you know being the ultimate uh you know chess player um the chess master so that's where it can kind of go out of left field is is what ultron sees and then directly that's tied with wanda throughout the movie if she saw the same thing 
uh, through Tony and Ultron, um, if she's planning this as well, because she let Tony go. Like, she let Tony have the scepter. She, or septum, or scepter? That scepter, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. The septum is your nose. Yeah, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, she let Tony have it and, uh, like, let all of that happen because she knew the inner conflict would get to him and it would, it would you know, take over or whatever. Um, but, like, I don't know. A lot of things were working to her benefit until she... F- she found out that Ultron was about to, you know, to wipe out the entire planet. That was the <clears throat> the thing that kind of turned her into being like, maybe I kill the genocidal robot, um, you know, and become an Avenger. Um, but I don't know. A lot of things were, were going her way at first, and it kind of seemed that, that maybe she saw far into the future as well and um, was playing the Avengers. You know, maybe she was the chess master at the time that they're referring to. Um, so I, I don't know because how, how big Wanda's becoming now in the MCU seems, I don't know. She's seems that she's becoming very important. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of things in this movie that at first I don't think I would have ever paid attention to at all, but now knowing the multiversal impacts, um, I don't know. And, and again, I don't know if I'm giving them way too much credit again, you know, I, no, I don't know. That's the thing, though, is that every little detail, right like, like that's the thing, is that the Infinity Stones were teased in the first movie, like, and like the the idea, or maybe Iron Man two was actually the first uh, Infinity Stone tease, but like, it's it's early on that they tease this stuff, and and like, would it be Thor with the Tesseract? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Because Thor came out. I guess, yeah, no, in Iron Man, no, there's nothing. Like, I guess in a post-credit scene, maybe I'm trying to think, possibly, um, or something. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whenever the first Infinity Stone was mentioned, I guess. Definitely Guardians, that's for sure. But And then Thor would have been the... E- no, I guess that's Thor of the Dark World with the Aether starts. But definitely... Well, Thor of the Dark World is when the Infinity Stone name gets dropped. Mm, okay. Because um, the Tesseract uh, is just the cube. Yeah, in Captain and America, and I think it has a reference in Thor. This post-credit one. scene is actually very interesting. Looking back on it now, um, it's it's the classic line that we all know of Thanos saying, "Fine, I'll do it myself," and having the gauntlet. And and I think this this post-credit scene actually has some like timeline interrupt, like or no, that's I think the, it was right the, the or was it? What was wrong with this scene? I I, I thought it's I thought because he something. has the infinity. So no one knows when this post-credit scene kind of takes place um in the actual timeline like you can put it essentially wherever between this movie and an infinity war but it kind of gets retconned because of infinity war when he takes the dwarfs the big dwarfs hands uh what, what's his name um, oh yeah yeah uh peter dinklage whoever peter dinklage's yeah. hands from um, infinity war yeah he, he made him make the gauntlet cast and then he took the gauntlet and cut off his hands or whatever or um melted his hands or whatever that's true okay oh Um, my god oh shit fuck okay okay so where i go like way off left field is with the new quantum mania trailer because that's where it goes crazy if they're going with some certain storylines because with adam warlock showing up there is so many storylines that involve the infinity gauntlet that is insane um, because like well, we know the Infinity it, Stones still exist because of Loki. Yeah, it's just they don't work within the realm of the TVA. And I wonder because in the books, in the comic books, there's like multiversal infinite like people 
Well, well, there's like a council of Reeds of Reed mm-hmm. Richards in the in the comic yeah. book, and then like they one of them has the Infinity Gauntlet, but he goes to somebody else's universe in the book, and he can't use it because the Infinity Stones can only be used in the universe in which they were created. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't yeah. know if the MCU is yeah, going to yeah, go that yeah. route. Or True. if they're going to be able to be used outside of you know wherever, because like in well, in Loki, we they're did using have them as paperweights. We did have two time stones being used at the same time in What If, uh, Doctor Strange and Ultron at the same time, and whether that is you know oh whether, yeah, so I don't I don't know how if that's confirmation, you know if if they're using that as confirmation there, but I think that's the only time where two would be used at once at the same time. Um, oh, that I both worked about that finale of what but finale but of that's that's the thing is that both of those time stones were from different universes themselves so like they're both not in their original universe so like i, I don't know if that also that. matters you know so there's i mean that's the thing is that if it, at the end of the day i don't think that all of these little details that they're 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 trying to keep 100 percent. they're trying to do their best but at the end of the day it's like whatever story benefits them they're gonna write um, in whatever detail manages, like they can find a way to retcon anything, really. But I don't know if this post credit scene is really retconned. Is the thing like um, if maybe that Infinity Gauntlet was taken by Adam Warlock because a, a lot of Adam Warlock's storyline is the real Infinity War was between Adam Warlock and Thanos, and the Avengers were pawns to get the Infinity Stones in one place at a certain time so that they could go in and swoop in and just get them easily um so that was the point of the avengers actually doing this and the real infinity war was was actually just thanos and and adam warlock going at it and then the big mind fuck of that one is that kang was the one who wrote this all along as well so it's like you know whatever so it go, you know it, it also goes i, I think goes it all depends there, but... on how adam warlock is handled in yeah. guardians 3 because we know now, with hindsight, that Guardians 2 takes place in the same year as the first one of 2014. Like, mm. it's only, like, a couple, couple months apart. So, like, it all depends oh, on when yeah. they that's unleash true. Adam Warlock from his that's, cocoon. That's true. Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah, so... Because that's the so, so, like, if he gets unleashed 2, in this, If he gets unleashed right. in Guardians 3 and, like, we see it happen... It definitely it like it'll take uh, place after. I, I feel I feel like he was done at, at the end of Guardians two. That he was like born right there. Like he was he was unleashed. We just didn't see it because they didn't know what actor it would be. I feel like, but I, I feel like it was like we'll find that out. was that I mean, was his birth. I feel like there. So I feel like he was born there. But that's not even that long, really. Uh, now that I think about it, like there the gathering of the stones happened before that. Um, the gathering of the stones were already happening. So I guess that 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 would kind of throw a wrench in in that four years bit? before infinity um, war 10 years to present day in the mcu okay, okay. 10, 11 i years. guess i guess that that is some time you know that 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 could happen i guess like maybe it was thanos at first who was using the avengers as pawns to to gather the stones and then adam warlock is is born and he sees um how can how can i be even more powerful let me have all the infinity stones and then he finds out Thanos is doing that same thing, and then he sees what he's doing, and he sees that he's using the Avengers as pawns, and then he just jumps right in. He does the same thing without telling Thanos. You know, maybe it's like on the side, and that's how they say it was like on the side of that. That was his plan all along, was to to be like a 
just let Josh Brolin has let, hinted. Yeah, let that the things Thanos run its isn't course. Done. Yeah, I don't know. That that's it is very interesting with like introducing Adam Warlock in a trailer at that like that's a that's a huge character introduction. I guess we knew he was gonna be in the movie. Um, but just like showing what he looks like and showing him just on on screen is was was nuts to have like that confirmation just um, for sure um, and it, it and it makes me my brain just go even wilder with theories um, after hearing you know after hearing <laughs> hearing that so it's I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm really glad you're here Joe because if this were just Ty and I he'd be like delving into the deep meaning of like Ultron and the theology of everything and I'd be like you see that big explosion that happened like 40 <laughs> minutes in oh no dude that's the thing though about this movie that's that's like one of the juiciest parts is the theology and the philosophy well, I know but I mean, like oh man no I, I I love to also get into that but but no it, it's it's this movie is just also very ripe for for theory built like just theories out of the ass everywhere um like i don't know wanda i was going in deep spirals ultron i was going in deep spirals um tony's pretty cut and dry uh because we just know how he dies cap is pretty cut and dry um like all all those visions are you know pretty normal the the one thing that's interesting about thor's vision and i think it's pretty easily self-explained but there could be a deeper meaning is that in his vision he sees every stone um, and, and then where the mind stone goes in the gauntlet, it cuts to vision's forehead and, you know, and then the mind stone. So he sees every stone there, but the one that's left out is the time stone. The time stone isn't there because, I mean, it's in the thumb of the gauntlet. So the way like it was oriented in Thor's vision, it wouldn't really be seen, but like there was no green hint even at all. Um, right. and I guess Dr. Strange just hasn't happened yet, you know? So like the time stone just hasn't been introduced to the mcu yet um so like i don't know if that's it but if they're teasing you know uh end game vision that tony has like it's kind of nuts that they didn't you know have the foresight to also put in a green light on the thumb i don't know like if they know it's going that far it's kind of interesting that they leave out the time stone and if it's just because that it wasn't introduced until dr strange that's a little a little weak in my opinion, if they're dropping seeds of Thanos already, you know, before this movie even came out. Right. Um, well, so, I don't know. I, I The Time Stone is, is an interesting one, and the Sorcerer Supreme is, is an interesting character, whether, you know, like, it, it has multiverse... If there's... Is there one Sorcerer Supreme in every universe, or is there one amongst the entire multiverse is wong going around the multiverse and like that he just can't tell people is it like i don't know like is it i do we even have confirmation on that like i guess in multiverse yeah, of madness multi- multiverse yeah of madness, no they did Doctor say like Strange. yeah he's their sorcerer supreme that's right okay so hmm i don't know i guess yeah that that kind of I don't know, but the multiverse is weird, man. And Kang is... I feel i feel like what they're going for overall, after seeing all these trailers and everything like that, and putting everything together, is the sacred timeline is, is kind of like... Um, it was written by Kang. It was the perfect story. It's the one we all saw. It's the MCU we, we've all seen. Um, it was perfect. Um, but no one had really free will. You know, like, no matter what happened, it was always put back into this perfect story. So anyone who had dreams other than kang's vision it didn't really work out 
so it's right. it, it'll be seen as bad eventually like the the mcu at large and like how it was written it was like ah, oh, well you know we got the story we got but let's let's see what could happen if everyone had their free will and and let's get crazy with it so i think that's like going to be the vision and then um like it's spiraling and and everything like that um I think is where where Kang, you know, now that he who remains is gone, who was keeping the sacred timeline intact, all these Kangs um, will will just show the MCU in its purest form, or in the way just the writers have pure reign now. Like they can go any direction they want, and it's insane. Where we get a Guardians trailer where we see a whole Earth planet that's human, you know, human. Um, I think there's an actual name for him, uh, and the villain, I'm blanking on his name. It's all really new to me, and I'm reading about it now, but, like, um, I don't know, it's crazy, like, the storylines that we can get now. We can go anywhere, um, which is just really, really fun, and I don't know if this movie's hinting at that stuff, um, but I sure love to, to theorize about it and give them credit, because if it is true, um, then goddamn, they're, like, this, the MCU just, it's like fine wine. It's insane that, um that they they thought of this stuff um all in advance or whether they're stumbling upon it like george lucas did with star wars i don't know um yeah i don't know there's there's genius behind it all you know obviously um Mm -hmm. but i don't know it's it's crazy what they're doing um but i this this movie i i always liked because i liked ultron but after this watch it really jumped up a whole lot more um, after seeing it in the, uh, the new light, um, and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 I like every vision that everyone had, I wrote down every bullet, like line by line, some of the things that were even said and like what happened, uh, to break them down. Um, and I feel like the, um, so, I mean, I I do, I do have, I do have quite a lot, um, down here. You definitely did more Um, work than I did. Oh no! I, I wanted this because it, it's it's uh it's it's my favorite my favorite villain in the in the MCU, and uh, I want I wanted to have the receipts. You know, if if I if someone asked me to prove it, someone asked me like, why is Ultron your favorite your favorite character? I can oh, no. I can good. now I can now actually send a link to a Google Doc that is six pages long, basically explaining why and my thoughts while I was watching the movie. So I, I don't even have to really do any work anymore i I can just either refer to this podcast or that document um i'll I'll send both maybe i'll just uh, i'll link the the podcast at the at the top of the document as well so it just works for everything but um yeah so no i i'm i'm uh i was totally glad to do it uh because it was it was kind of just effortless because it uh, nerding out about ultron is is one of my hobbies honestly i i watched that what if episode i don't know i'd say like probably four times a month uh i just it's kind of like a once a week sort of thing when i need a refresher when i need a good motivational you know good comfort episode i just i put on what if ultron won um just see him kill the entire human race and the entire universe and then uh almost the entire multiverse um and you know i i i balance it out by by seeing him eventually you know be defeated so i'm not a complete total evil maniac that just hopes for total annihilation you know i do like the the comeback story at the end um but uh but goddamn i don't know i think i think ultron is just one of the most beautifully written villains that there is um and i i think he he's above thanos even um with with um with everything i think thanos is regarded as good 
just because of how big Thanos' storyline was. His was across the entire universe, while, while yeah. Ultron was only on Earth. He didn't even know a space. You know, there were other um, civilizations out there. Um, so, I don't know. I think people don't give Ultron enough credit. Um, because he could have he, he could have wiped out Thanos with in, in an instant you know and he did and what if like it was it was that simple to Ultron it was like oh wow interesting you have way more stones let me instantly kill you with no thought whatsoever split you in half and then he fall you know like that's that's I don't know um, whether it was just an easy write-off for the what if episode because it's a short runtime or whether that's you know Ultron's actual plan um I don't know. I, I I love Ultron, and uh, I, I can just both. talk about him all day, man. Um. Ty. Yes. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing fine. I'm just I'm going over my uh, uh, my uh, trivia. <laughs> you mean your tie-ins? I have trivia. My tie-ins. That's that's you, what you know? I meant. It's it's been so long that I forgot the word. Dude, it's I w- You don't. I almost forgot that we had to do. I had to do this. <laughs> like the I did it last stuff. second, and I was like, "Last second, wait a minute, wait a minute." And I was like, I'm "Forgetting something for today." I was like, "No, I added Joseph. <laughs> I added Joe to the the Discord. We got everything here." And also, I'm like, "Oh fuck, trivia!" <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it in so long. Like before we started recording this, my son was like, "Daddy, play," and I'm like, "Hold on, kid, I'm forgetting something." And I was like, "Oh shit, I got to do tie-in. Sorry, kid, I'll play with you afterwards." And as I was doing it, he was like throwing stuffed animals at me, trying to get me to play. And I'm like, "Ah, fuck, <laughs> dang it!" <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm I'm ready to hear no, some I'm just... uh, something about. So I hope I I don't know hear something even more about this movie. I don't know. It's like. It's fine wine, but maybe I—I I know this trivia is gonna even make it even oh, better. Man, we'll I'm find ready. out. Yeah, I'm ready. Will we? All right. So Ty, now we we've we've got everybody's. You know, we got some general thoughts about the film. There's one thing I want to point out that I don't like about this film, and it's not addressing Tony Stark's character arc from Iron Man Three. He just mm-hmm. jumps right in. Yep. And I'm, Yep, no thought that, whatsoever. That's yeah. It's just, I think it would have been a lot cooler had we seen Tony being like what Bruce does in the in the Quinjet. He's just like hanging out, but he's like on comms and he's like telling, like he's trying to help devise like a plan and stuff. He's like, mm. hey, you should do this, you should do this, blah blah blah, like a man behind the scenes kind of deal. And then once the big final battle hits, then you're like, all right, you know what? I guess it's time to suit up. Good, good thing I had this one for like a, I built this one for like a rainy day or something like that. Mm. And then boom, he's he's Iron Man again. But that's neither here nor there. It's his addiction. See, I, I- I, yeah, I've gone back and forth on this. I actually prefer the idea that he keeps going out there, like he keeps breaking his promise and keeps going back on his word. Poor because Pepper. it's like he's addicted. Like, like yeah, like Infinity War, you know, she's like, you know, if you really wanted to have a night out or whatever she says, you wouldn't have that thing. And he's like, it's not a thing. It's just there. Mm-hmm. You know, when in reality, he's, he's just fucking addicted to it. Like mm-hmm. Civil War is like the closest we get to that Iron Man 3, I'm done with this. And then he has to give it up. And then when he does finally give up, you give it up. Then like we have Endgame. But I kind of, I kind of like the like inherent struggle. Like he, mm. it's not really that he's struggling with his suits. It's that he's struggling like with his trauma. So 
like the suits like I mentioned in the first Iron Man movie is like is like a shield for his insecurities and it's it's the only thing that really amasses his ego and like protects him from himself mm. and like without that he just it's like like missing that watch or driving a completely different car when your car is broken down or like yeah. having a dishwasher out I had one out for 2 months it's kind of like just feeling <laughs> naked I kind of like that kind of like vulnerability at least how I read it Oh man, I right. think actually that um, that right there, I've I've kind of hit after this watch a like a deeper understanding of this movie, um, and like I I I've done like a I don't know I I just watched it twice and like after viewing it one way and then just like seeing it again and and really solidifying those views like um, this every single vision that um, the Avengers have it is. Um, like Tony and Cap especially, it is their struggle is um, Cap has no home. Every every time that even home was was teased to him, it, w- it was never really a possibility. He was always going to go back to the the, the battle, you know, back into battle, uh, back into the fight. There's never truly home for Cap. So the fight is is good for him in a way. It keeps him occupied. So in a way, he wants the fight to continue. And Tony is the same exact way. He has no need uh, for, you know, an arc reactor anymore. He has no need to really do this. He he has every means necessary to be the man behind the curtain. Uh, but he goes right back to it. The fight is good for him. It, it, it makes him tinker more. It makes him, you know, whether, you know, his intentions are, are good. It, it the, the battle is good for him too. And that is what Ultron sees. That is the flaw. That's why he wants to wipe out the Avengers. Um, because yeah. in, initially, I thought that um, Ultron just wanted to wipe out humanity. Um, because that's what overall would happen. You know, what would have happened if uh, he slammed Sokovia back into Earth at, at max speed. Um, but really, his initial goal, he says, is to exterminate or eliminate the Avengers. And it's because... Um, the Avengers, although that they are great, um, they cause these problems to happen in the first place in Ultron's mind. That's all he sees is that you need Avenger-level heroes to save you from Avengers-level threats, but those Avengers-level threats only come up because, you know, you need a villain strong enough to match the hero. Um, well, it's which, like uh, Vision says in Civil War, our very existence incites challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, that's kind of flawed. It's like, uh, so what would happen if there was just a greater evil and you just didn't have any Avengers? or You didn't have anyone to defend you, you know? It's like, you obviously need some line of defense and not having anything is, is not the way to go. You know, I, I don't I don't think it's it's a very a very nice way to look at the universe. You know, if you if you don't need any defense, but I don't think that's realistic enough. Um, after having New York absolutely invaded by aliens and the Earth almost taken over, I think it's fair to assume that that is a possibility again. Um, and especially after seeing that vision, um, where yeah. it you know that's that's what honestly drove him. Um, to do all of this was seeing that vision. He's like, I cannot fail this team. I am not going to be the reason that they all fail and that the the invasion happens again. It's like his PTSD on overload after he sees that vision. Um, 
And I think it's, it's really awesome that like, that's what they focus on in the movie. It's like the internal struggle that the characters see and that the Avengers see and that Ultron sees that is like the focus point of the movie. Um, and it's not just that it's the world might blow up. It's like, yeah, you're kind of that that's happening, but you're, that's not really what you're focusing on at the time. You're like, oh damn, like the team is, is not really a team right now. Um, or I don't know. It's, um, that's why I think this movie just deserves a lot more credit is that it's, it's not, it's not flashy just to be flashy. Um, all the flashiness is just the cherry on top. Um, if you take out all of the action and flashiness of Endgame, do you really think it stacks up with, with the story and like the, the, the thought that went into a movie like this? I don't know. Um, I think they, they're a lot more comparable in that sense. Um, if you look at them that way, I think when, when we look at Endgame, we look at it and we're like, holy crap, that's Endgame. That, you know, it's the biggest battle in, in the MCU. It's, it's got, it's top tier, but with what they had to work with, with Ultron, I don't know if it's fair to really compare them, um, line, you know, lined up like that. Um, that's a really um, good. One. All right, um, I'm going. I, think I know should, I'm going. We should probably <laughs> we should probably yeah. keep the show going. Uh, Ty, here's Yo. your famous segment of costumes, costumes, costumes. Mm. I know we, we should probably no no we should probably uh, do tie-ins. No no no. We talked about well we talk about tie-ins. Well, I will do one costume and then I'll go into tie-ins because my first okay. note on the tie-ins is that the Mark Forty Three, previously the Mark Forty Two. Is like my favorite Iron Man costume. It's like vanilla Coke, except it's dialed back a little bit. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Vanilla Coke, that's a perfect analogy for it. But dialed back, wow. That's it's great. It's did you come like, up with that yourself? Because that's impressive. Um, he came up with that when we did the Iron Man 3, only kept calling it Diet Coke, and I had to keep saying, oh, you mean vanilla Coke? You mean vanilla Coke? You mean vanilla Coke? <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh... Uh, my mind. <laughs> hey, but that's, uh, that, you know, it's what you meant. It's really what you meant. You you still came up with it. It's still impressive. Don't I don't I don't yeah. take that away from you. Um, yeah, my no, it was very clever. I, words. man, yeah, vanilla Coke, but but dialed back. That's I don't know. I, I I don't think there is a better way to describe it now that I now that it is said. <laughs> so there you go. I I give you the full yeah, credit there. Oh, uh, the the vanilla Coke suit. So these are in no particular order. It's a bit like. Ultron's uh, brain, which is uh, uh, a bit chaotic, oh, unlike Ty, Jarvis's, sorry. which is a map of the it's very structured universe. Uh, Ty, I'm oh. very sorry. Hold on one sec. I forgot. Okay. What is this segment do, called again? Do, 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 do. Tie-ins. <laughs> uh, there okay. I begin. <laughs> There so, some of this stuff has been mentioned, but I figured I'd go through it again. Uh, of course, the Mark 43. Uh, Tony lives his in-game nightmare. Uh, Grand Central has a statue honoring those who died in New York. New Avengers Tower, of course. Helen Cho, mother of Amadeus Cho, a.k.a. the new Hulk, is in this movie. Uh, the device holding the scepter in Tony's lab is actually a clutch from a manual transmission. Uh the suit of armor around the world, of course, gets called back in Endgame. Jarvis has a satellite station with Veronica able to deploy worldwide. There's a lot of interesting uh, female names in this movie. Hopefully not Joss Whedon 
Uh, hopefully he didn't think of some of this stuff. Ultron also bases a lot of his guidelines on the Bible, which is speed red without proper life experience <laughs> to understand it. I mentioned that earlier. Stan Lee cameo, Excelsior. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Drunk off uh, his ass. Scar, uh, Black Widow is the bartender because she's actually on watch duty. There's a gun underneath the bar, of course, which we see later. Uh, Cap budges Mjolnir. Of course, that gets paid off in uh, in game. Also, we didn't mention this. I think we should do the say what after this, just just oh, yeah. for uh, funsies. Um, robot dreams, which is men- mentioned by Wanda, which is also a concept that was in Blade Runner. Uh, that's the end game. How do we plan on beating that together? We'll lose. We'll do that mm-hmm. together too. Also referenced in Endgame, verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, Claw, Ulysses Claw, yes. whose grandfather was killed by T'Chaka, who was a Belgian warlord, alluding to King Leopold II, who committed war crimes in Africa. Oh, gotta um, love me some Andy of course, Circus. I, I, I just gotta, what's that? real quick, just throw in the love for Andy Circus and the, the Andor rule recently, you know, that he was in. I don't know if you guys have watched Andor. It's a little Star Wars plug for him. But, uh, but God, oh my God, Andy Circus is just everything I see him in. He's a genius. That dude is just so good. <laughs> Um, whether it's motion yeah, it's, capture, it's or it's pretty not. much Marvel every yeah, every that's fair. Yeah, every that's, day. That's fair, but TV shows. The last the last couple of weeks, Joe, mm-hmm. have been us having to watch TV shows for this podcast. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen the the recent lineup, and yeah, that 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 doesn't look. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of television. So yeah, um, absolutely fair enough. Um, but yeah, I love Andy Circus. A small role in this movie, that's for sure. But but uh, I don't know. Love that man as an actor. It's a good setup character for when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And he gets his arm cut off, which gets upgraded in Black Panther. And also continuing the Phase 2 motif from Empire Strikes Back of people having their arms <laughs> cut off. The next one and last one is an endga- or, uh, Ant-Man. Um, oh. Wanda hand waves. Of course, Ragnarok illusion. Peggy and Cap last dance illusion. And the red room with the Black Widow illusion. The Hulk Buster is powered by seven arc reactors. Um, hmm. When Iron Man is punching the Hulk, he continuously says, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> but to be fair, he did go to sleep during Iron, Me- Iron Man's therapy session. Uh, Tony drops a building on Hulk, but he implodes it prior to them crashing into it because of his anxiety about collateral damage. Tony and Cap splitting logs, foreshadowing their eventual split. Barton's arrow target is in the barn. It's the same one that's used in Endgame in the intro. Um, Eugene O'Neill is mentioned by Tony Stark, which is a play about dysfunctional families. Um, Bruce Banner says, I don't know what to do. I'm caught in a time loop. Well, Mm -hmm. actually, he's correct from what we know from the TVA and Loki. Um, (laughs) True, true. First person. First person Vision lays his eyes on is Wanda. Um, Wait, I had a vision. I didn't know that. Wait, the first person he sees? I thought it was, well, no, Thor just throws him, I guess. Uh, Throws him just at the window, and then he sees himself. I thought it was himself that he saw, actually, for the first time. When he he looks up, there's a moment when he's, like, nilled over, Mm -hmm. and when he looks up, he sees Wanda, and that's, like, Oh, that's my. that in that particular moment. Okay, and yeah. then he also goes and saves Wanda in the end, very romantically. Oh, I'll wait. I was uh, about I was about to dive in again, but I'll I'll wait. I'll uh, wait for, <laughs> for this to to, to finish. Um, 
this has been mentioned. I had a vision. Dun, dun, dun. Vision. Um, Friday, an office assistant. And uh, the movie His Girl Friday, Jocasta, which is Ultron's wife, and Tadashi, which is Baymax and Big Hero 6's chip. Mm. Um, it's when he's messing around with those little microchips, the little AI microchips. Um, Cap has a speech during the final battle. He says, if you get hurt, and then the editing cuts to Wanda. And it says, if you get killed, it cuts to Pietro. <laughs> um, when... Wanda and Pietro are having a conversation to in the final battle, and it's just them by the little metal reactor. Um, the Sentry is still alive, if you look closely. Um, and it kind of foreshadows, um, as Wanda is avenging Pietro, she kind of lets the uh, drone touch the, the metal uh, rod mm. and kind of sends the thing plummeting to Earth, uh-huh. which kind of foreshadows As- her relationship with the Avengers and Civil War. I don't it's know, man. Of, that's, why, uh, that's why I said I was about to dive in, is Wanda is awfully suspicious now. Um, awfully don't suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Uh, uh, Ultron's death is off screen, but we do get an Ultron head in Homecoming. Mm. Um, okay. you, you mentioned it. I was going to save that one, but okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It wasn't part of my trivia. I was just, I had that one in my back mm. pocket waiting. You, you think he's oh, dead? Oh, okay. You think he's dead, dead? Uh, for sure, you don't think no. he uploaded uh, anywhere else. Ultron AI. Come. You don't think he's anywhere. You don't think he's inside of Vision. Maybe possibly. He'll definitely come back. Oh, dude, dude, come on, come on. He was he was playing up. He's playing chess. He's he's the ultimate. He's coming back. He did win that. What if episode? It's real. No, I'm kidding. That's my uh, my my uh, the inside cannon? the inside joke over there is that I I know all. Um, and that I, all the Mar- the MCU, I, I'm I'm actually oh yeah, because you did predict some yeah. shit though. For, uh, I, it wasn't for yeah, Wakanda forever. yeah. There, I don't know. There there was some stuff. There is some stuff that has come true. Um, but I don't know. Coincidental. I I don't know. I guess. Um, but the inside joke is that I I'm like super tied in with Marvel, and I, I actually know Joe's where the really story's the, going. The guy who's the timeline keeper. Yeah, and... I just blew his job out of the water, <laughs> and now he's gonna have to come. Yes, it, that that's actually me. Um, the timeline that's guy. That, and, and, yeah, listen, so you better have the TV shows in there. I'm going to start yeah. throwing hands. <laughs> no, I'm saying. no, but but uh, my big prediction is that Ultron is the true, true big bad um, and that he will eventually become the multiversal threat um, that wants to wipe out everybody. Um, that's my, my big, big prediction that he will come back. Uh, so every time someone is like, yeah, he's dead, and like it was the beautiful conversation that him and Vision had at the end, like... But that's the thing, is that uh, Vision had that conversation with him, and then you see an Ultron bot crawl after that and turn the handle. And it's like, well, once, I don't know, it's kind of, well, I guess, no, with the handle, I guess Sokovia was already blown up after that. And that was just a bot that survived on the ground after the explosion, question mark? So, like, I don't know. That is very interesting that we just kind of, are taking that that's the last bot for sure like for granted um i don't know if it's it's really that easily assumed that a bot that can upload his consciousness anywhere on the globe um can be taken out that easily um i don't know i I, i'm rooting for my guy though i I, he's you know kang we think kang is the big bad i don't know guys Uh, i think it's still ultron and um, i just hope the next time we see ultron on screen he has James Spader's voice because bless his soul. He's uh, such a he's a lovely guy. I've met him once. No way. Um, Ross Ross Marquand has been voicing Ultron for the last couple of years. Yeah. 
He did it for the what if. He did it for uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. So he does a James Spader impersonation, basically. He does, uh, but he's but... also he's also doing a Hugo Weaving impersonation yeah. when he does the Red Skull. So <laughs> oh, okay, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, he's very nothing, nice guy. Doesn't, I met him. Doesn't quite go up to to James Spader's. Uh, performance no that's why i'm saying i hope james spader <laughs> decides that like he, he'll oh. he'll come back yeah so. he's too good man he's too good his uh, voice is so good that's the thing is that you don't see him on screen once but his presence is known he that's the thing about about him as a villain is that he's also creepy um he sings you know like i no strings on me you know like or, or whatever you know however it goes like he starts singing yeah. some some creepy shit and then it, and then the children start singing it and i'm like oh god like this guy is evil for evil's sake you know he's he he is no good in him this is just a pure villain um and that's that's one reason i just i love ultron so much uh there, there's no question about his intention um i don't know i feel like he'd be worthy to uh to lift mjolnir um does it happen in this movie i didn't think no is there a Ultron. moment is there a moment where because like thanos and uh <laughs> thor fight for a little bit and like thor or thanos kind of pushes stormbreaker back for a moment which he wouldn't be able to do and he lifts stormbreaker a little bit actually he uses it to push back on thor so he was worthy thanos himself um you know but it was just seen for a split second i didn't know if maybe in this fight if i didn't catch it if there was like a moment where Ultron caught Mjolnir and directed it a different. I don't know. Maybe it went a different direction or something like that. Um, but no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But his—that's the thing, though—is that his intentions were very clear, though, and he was very set yeah. in his intentions. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe we just didn't get to see it happen. Uh, but maybe he would be worthy because uh, another one that we didn't get to see was Natasha. She was the only one that didn't go up to the hammer in that little group she session that question answer. um yeah she that's what she said uh but no she's totally worthy her sacrifice on vormir like that i mean even it, that not even uh before that she was worthy um uh, before her sacrifice on on vormir so i don't know i think i think it was just uh we didn't need to see it happen you know it's just it's yeah. it's it's headcanon that's for sure uh, i'm headcanoning it um without a doubt but Man, yeah. See, I don't know. The smallest little detail can get me to just ramble about this movie. <laughs> I can, good, I can, I can go. Yeah, this movie is just. I love this movie so much. Just two characters, two of my favorite characters, villain and hero, um, Ying and Yang. I also am a huge lover for for Ying Yang. So this movie's just. Um, I love it. Ty, anything else? Um, me? No, oh, I sorry. think no. I think I got it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm playing. Any other tie-ins? Yes. <laughs> uh, the Barton family names their new son Nathaniel after Natasha Pietro Barton. Uh, of course, the new Avengers HQ. There's an unidentified ship in the Indian Ocean. You know, that's just out there. Um, Tony begins a simple life. Um, Avengers. Biggest case of blue balls in cinematic history. Of course, <laughs> yep. in the Iron Legion, drone number three has his face burned with acid. It's the same face that Ultron will use when he comes to life. Um, Ultron's evolution in this movie follows the same arc that Tony does throughout these movies when it comes to his suit. Basically, a box of scraps 
then <laughs> ah, that looks pretty Try. good. And then, hey, that's pretty sexy. Mm. Um, there's a Sokovian boy in the beginning. Um, is the same Sokovian boy that Clint saves when not too Quicksilver dies. Mm. Um, what a useless I just have a comment too, here man. that says, uh, Natasha's lullaby is stupid. Uh, thank you, Taika, for uh, <laughs> uh, making fun of it. And then, uh, of course, in the end, fine. I'll do it myself. And that's all I got. I don't know. What um, What makes Thanos say that? I've never thought about that before. But what leads That's the him, whole point. What leads he, him? Nothing makes him say that. Well, because he know. technically well, commanded Loki. I mean, but like... Maybe so he so he he was yet yeah, yeah, no hold on Ultron right he was he was using Loki as a as a pawn to try to get the stones in the right place and and so like he is it if this is assumed to have happened right after the events of this movie um, which I think is fair to assume I don't think it's I don't want to retcon it immediately because if it was more planned out somehow. I kind of want to leave it up up in the air because uh, that's more fun in my opinion. Um, so I think like um, there is the possibility that um, there is another player in the I don't know in the the battle for the stones and maybe it isn't just because what did he want what did Thanos want to happen there Did he want Ultron to kill everyone on Earth Was that his his goal there. So then, then why does he? So you're just of the mind that he says that just out of nowhere. So like, but why? Why would I, I think don't know. that's supposed to take place after his Guardians cameo? Okay. Because Ronan has an Infinity Stone, and he doesn't have the Gauntlet in that scene. Wait. Thanos has an Infinity Stone, but no Gauntlet. Oh. Well, Ronan had the Power oh, Stone. Oh, Ronan. Ronan. And he knew that he had the Power Stone. Because he was like, you need to deliver me the Power Stone. That's true. And tr- Ronan goes, that's nah, true. fuck off. Okay, that's true. So Ronan was directly tied with Thanos and had the Power Stone. Yeah, like, well, I guess, was like one I guess of his generals he, he kind of he, he went rogue, though. He kind of put it in his own yeah. hammer and was like, fuck you, Thanos, I'm actually going rogue. So, like, no, I guess he didn't deliver it to Thanos. He no, was, yeah, no, that's right. Thanos yeah, was you're like, right. Hey, you're you're going to deliver that stone? And then, he goes, so, nah. you're saying, so you're saying, fine, I'll do it myself is is in response to that, most likely, then. Yeah, that's my theory. That's that's fair. I, I mean, I guess if it's if it's to be believed that it's after the events of this movie and he knows what happened on Earth, that's interesting. If he says, fine, I'll do it myself after that, that's really interesting. If that's the case, I guess it happening after the events of Ronan makes way more sense, though, now that I think about it. Um, well, I'm way more in the know. camp of that, but, hmm, I don't know. I got it. That's, that's the thing, man. This is... This is like an ending that I just need to know how it happens for just my own sanity. <laughs> so I just stop spinning, you know, all these theories um, and keep going crazy. But that's the thing. It'll, it'll be replaced with something else. I don't know what it is. It won't be the MCU. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll be phase 18. I'm not sure. But um, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever it is. Um... Ty, it's time for a little segment that we like to call Say What? Say What? Cuttlefish. 
<laughs> Joe, this is a segment where we take a line that I had messaged you about mm-hmm. a little earlier, where we, we find a couple lines of dialogue mm-hmm. or something that really stands out to us, whether it be a, a joke or just a piece of dialogue that really resonated with us or whatever it may be, and we just share it on the show. Mm. Um, Ty shared cuttlefish. I want to I want to highlight the the little yay Tony has at the beginning yay. after he pushes open the the secret door. Uh, love that little yay. Um, I do too. Um, is there any other one you have, Ty? Yes. I got two. Keep your friend keep your friends close and Ooh. or keep your enemies close and your friends ri- rich and you'll find out which is which. That's tough. Ultron it. has so many Fuck good it. lines, and some of them are well, just that, delivery alone that makes it a line. Well, the fact that that's from Tony. Yeah, yeah, uh, and in in uh, um, it's even recognized too. It's like wait, that, that's that's what Tony Tony says, and that's what it, pisses Ultron off. Yeah, that's what pisses Ultron off. He's like, no, I don't even look don't like Tony anymore. Me to don't he's not. I'm not like my dad. Shut up, man. Uh, oh my god, like I'm way stronger. I'm way smarter. Is basically like what this movie really is. I'm a computer. Um, I'm, I, I was made with the Mind Stone, kind of, and I had a, a vision, and I'm really smart. Um, but no, yeah. <laughs> Guys. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. I, I, I did write down just in quotes in my notes. I just have leave me alone in all caps, and then afterwards, James Spader is just so perfect. So I think it was like the delivery <laughs> of that line alone. I think he yelled it. Like I mean, he really like got into that line. Um and it was, oh, it's whenever he let, oh, that's right. He's leaving the lab with uh, the body, um, with, like, Vision still in the, the tomb, like, being made. And Cap uh, climbs on the back of the truck, and Ultron hears him do that. Yeah. And he goes, leave me alone, and just shoots a beam out the door. Yeah, and just shoots a beam out the door. And I was just like, oh, God, I just, his voice is just so villainous and so perfect. So good. I have two. I have when Bruce looks at Wanda and he goes, I could choke the life out of you and never change a shade. Mm. I was like, fuck, dude. Hell ah. yeah. Mm. I that the one. I do too. And then there's also the line where Hawkeye, where um, Pietro picks up uh, Wanda and he goes, try to keep up, old man. And he goes, <laughs> I could do it. No one would know. No one would know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also I, I also don't know what happened. That, oh. I also love from that scene when he's talking to Wanda and he's like, "I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> Nothing makes sense." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of meta. He's yeah. kind of like, um, just being like, "It's just man, fuck it." I don't know when she comes out those doors though. She was she, that was badass. Like her coming out as an Avenger and she looked totally different. Which was nice, um, but I think if I have to choose one line out of the whole movie, that's my favorite. It's um, after Vision just popped out. You know, he's just he's just born, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's talking to all and the he Avengers. He lifts up the hammer, just hands it to him, and they accuse him of being like, "Well, you're a child of Ultron," and he says, "You think that I'm a child of Ultron? I am not Ultron. I am not Jarvis. I am." He just says, "I am." Um, which is just like a super cool, I don't know, just the the whole AI, like he was created, like a pure creation. Like he's, um, the cool thing about the Visions is that the only people to see Vision were Thor and Ultron. People who were already God-tier entities, basically. 
no one else saw Vision at all. And Vision is like, at first, I really thought that Vision no, they're completely was different. really Jarvis. You know, when it, I really like com- thought of them as interchangeable, but they're not. Like, uh, like I thought that Vision was the creation of Tony, Bruce, Jarvis, um, the Mind Stone, even Thor maybe because he shocked him to life, you know, uh, maybe even throw in there Helen Cho for designing, you know, whatever to get the vibranium to work with the Mind Stone. Um, but like really, um, Vision is just the embodiment of the Mind Stone itself and the vibranium just gives it a way to have form and consciousness really. So I don't know. I think, I think Vision is, is truly like, uh, he was already my favorite character pretty much, but now it's just like, oh my God, like the concept of Vision is just so cool to me that it's, he's really like a, a, a super god tier entity when it comes to, to the tier. You got a couple more. Okay, never mind. Which I didn't really think of before. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're um, good. Uh, I have a couple more. You had to quotes. make it weird. I was having a brain fart. I was trying to think Boom, of you're looking for this? Talking. Mm. Um, Rody, if we make it through this, I'll hold your own. <laughs> you had to make it weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said you had also, to make it weird. Also, nope. N- nobody mentioned this. Oh, like that little possum head now he does. He just goes, he's like, yeah, you know. Like, I drop it off and I go, man. boom, yeah, you're looking then, for this. And, and he, he looks, looks around. He's like, yeah, he's like content finally, with himself. Nailed. He's like, yeah, it landed. Everyone's laughing. All um, right. Yeah, well. this is like Loki the roadie movie. So, um. I love that line. Yeah, I think that's all I have. It's good. You're like incredibly uh, Vision's naive. Vision's last well, line. Whenever he says, well, I was born yesterday. And that's when he just kills Ultron yep. right then and there. He's like, he blew up. well, I am a baby. And then just, I don't know what he did to kill him, I guess. It just kind of, he just kind of exploded is what it looked like. Yeah, he blasted um, him because, uh, because Tony, Vision, and Thor were disintegrating his armor. And then no, no, at the, the end end, when they had that last conversation, when they were like, you know, they're all doomed anyways. And Vision was like, oh no, well, that's the beauty in it. It's not, you know, nothing's beautiful because it lasts. Um, it's just beautiful to be a part of it. You know, with that last Ultron bot that comes up to him, and then they just, I don't know, Vision just kind of explodes and just kills. It's like the final Ultron bot, not the actual yeah. big one yeah. that's out of Vibranium. Um, it, it's just Vision yeah. that does it on his own that kills him, I think. I think it's just Vision and Ultron there at the very end. But it's not the Vibranium bot. Yeah. It's just one of his, like, last final drones, basically. I think. Um, I think we lost Blaine. I think... Uh oh, I think that's the thing. I think what I'm probably oh man, I think what I'm probably gonna do is I, I'm oh, oh man, Blaine, are you there? Uh, no, <laughs> no, okay. it was just the cord. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> it's my fault, probably. No, oh this no, let, let's let's get time. on uh, let's get <laughs> on with your stuff so we don't have another crap out. <laughs> All right. So, it is time to bring the team together. We got trivia assembled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant during the filming, so many of her scenes were scheduled early in filming before she began to show. To help hide her pregnancy later in filming, three stunt doubles were hired. This caused a lot of confusion amongst the other actors since, according to them, 
All of the stunt women looked very similar to Johansson. Chris Evans stated that it got to a point where he would say hello and start a conversation with one of them, only to realize midway that the person he was he was talking to wasn't Johansson. Ultimately, some scenes use CGI <laughs> to hide Johansson's belly. And if you no watch the behind way. the scenes when they're walking down the the corridor and they're gonna like they're getting the new Avengers team together, uh, she's very pregnant in that. Yeah, scene. they also like they also really try to avoid cool. her stomach too. Yep. James Spader was Joss Whedon's only choice for the role of Ultron because of his hypnotic voice that can be eerily calm and compelling while also being very human and humorous. It's a great pick. Mm. Thanos was considered to be the next villain, but Joss Whedon decided against him in favor of Ultron. We, quote, we have to stay grounded. It's part of what makes the Marvel Universe click, their relationship to the real world. Thanos is not out of the mix, but Thanos was never meant to be the next villain. He's always been the overlord of villainy and darkness, end quote. Instead, Thanos would appear in Infinity War and Endgame. I think it was the right choice. Me too. It took Joss Whedon a year to convince Aaron Taylor Johnson to accept the role of Pietro. Jo- uh, Johnson was concerned over the intensity of Marvel contracts, the time constraints, and the fact that it was going to be such a large ca- cast. Even after he accepted the role, he was still nervous, but was comforted after he learned that his friend and Godzilla 2014 co-star Elizabeth Olsen would be playing his sister and would be f- his filming partner throughout throughout most of the movie. She's wifey. I'd be excited, too. Man. James Spader was originally just going to be Ultron's voice but he told the filmmakers that for a main character he deserved to do more than provide a voice and so he took on performing Ultron through motion capture Mm. that's that's why if if we were given you know a performance nod I I give the performance to to James Spader but I give my character to to Paul Bettany as, as, as Vision because um, James Spader, he just, I don't know, he does such a good job with just letting his presence be known. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can you can almost see him, like, through the mask of Ultron. It's so weird that, like, it kind of even looks like him, but it doesn't at all. But you just know that it's James Spader, so you kind of see his face in it somehow. And it's, I don't know, it's crazy that he does such a good job just being a voice and, like, a little bit of motion capture. Um it's crazy. And it's also just cool to have, like, the motion capture king, like, Andy Serkis, like, right next to him, too. You know, Kong, uh, Gollum, Snoke. Um, I don't know. Andy Serkis is just badass. And then just having um, someone who's doing motion capture right next to him, so good. I don't know. I love mm-hmm. I love Ultron. And having James Spader to do it just was so nice um, to have just such a good actor uh, portray Ultron. Joss Whedon has said that he wanted Spider-Man and Captain Marvel to appear in the final sequence, but they were unable to include them in the movie due to timing and rights issues. I think there was also a post-credit scene that was filmed with a stand-in as well. For For Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel, I think, yeah. I think I remember that being a thing. It was just, I think, like a generic hmm. blonde-haired person. I don't... (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad they didn't do that, though. Yeah, no, that... Because Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, definitely. That mommy. <laughs> Industrial Light and Magic developed a new motion capture system for the film called Muse to better capture the actor's facial and body movements and combine different takes of the same performance with regards to Ultron and the Hulk. Andy Serkis, who also has, you know, who, who's also Claw, was brought on board to contribute towards Muse's design and improvement. One major benefit of wow. this work for the actor was that this film, 
that in this film, Mark Ruffalo was able to do some of the mocap performance alongside his fellow cast members on set and on location, as opposed to in the first film, where he was working separately from the others. It furthermore reduced the amount of specific facial mocap sections, as they now were able to do both body and face simultaneously. Dude, that's actually, that makes so much sense, because the Hulk was such a neglected character before, and now it, it, it makes sense because they had to do the scene separately yeah. with all the mocap. But now with the, the technology to do it on set with all the other actors and actresses, it gives them the chance to include them a lot more, which yeah. is felt here. Uh, definitely. Wow, that's that's crazy to hear. Um, I don't know, because it, it is sad how the Hulk was treated. But I don't know that that's that's not that's kind of like groundbreaking like technology actually. Oh yeah. If if this is the fir- is it saying that this is the first movie to develop like on-site mocap? Because that's kind of nuts if that's true. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Um, wow. I love I love this movie even more. I might put it above Endgame. I don't know. I might get crazy with it. Well, find um, out. I don't- <laughs> um, the fr- this will tie into our past episodes, Ty. The first trailer was intended to be released after October 28th, 2014. Um, that was an episode... Oh, okay, sorry. The first trailer was intended to be released after the October 28th, 2014 episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. A low-quality version of the trailer leaked online on October 22nd. Uh, in response, Marvel published a high HD version of the first trailer on its official YouTube channel the same day. Marvel's official Twitter uh, account announced that the official trailer was a tongue-in-cheek statement blaming Marvel's villainous organization, Hydra, for the leak. <laughs> Thank you, leakers. Mm. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. A um, couple more. Marvel Ultimates comic is a famous is famous for featuring a controversial incestuous storyline between Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. According to Elizabeth Olsen, Whoa. while this particular aspect would not be overtly present in the film, she and Aaron Taylor Johnson played around with certain parts of it. Every time you see an image of them, they're always holding each other's hand and looking over each other's shoulder. They're always close. It's almost uncomfortable. Aaron and I have been playing a little bit with those kinds of images just for ourselves. That's disgusting. <laughs> Huh. Okay. Well, I'm never going to watch this movie the same uh, again. <laughs> you knew that, I, though. I told you I don't you that. remember this. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you, you tell me something great about, you know, how how they, they develop some groundbreaking technology, and then you're like, you, you balance it out. You know, this movie's just yin-yang uh, to the max, because then you balance it out with uh, In- you know, incest. incestuous, uh, yeah. yeah, some storylines. Like, that's that's... Um, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just where trivia. this movie belongs. Just that's just right in the middle. This movie is just as even as no. I can't call this movie even. It's too good. That's to that's even. trivia. <laughs> uh, so yeah, ranking. Uh, right? I'm not oh, done yet. I'm not. I'm not, I got there's two oh, more. You, just, you just said it more. in finality. I was like, oh my goodness. At some point, the abomination, uh, uh, villain from the Incredible Hulk, was going to be the. Ant- be an antagonist of the film or secondary villain and Tim Roth would have reprised the role from that film however the abomination was written out of the film he would eventually appear uh, briefly in Shang-Chi and he's in She-Hulk played by Tim Roth but he looks different Hulk also spits out a tooth like abomination in this movie Yes, he does. It's a big reference. Yes, he does. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Tony was like, ah, oh, shit. After that, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't kill me, please. Last yeah. piece. 
at around 1 hour 35 minutes when Tony Stark is picking a new AI, one of the chips says Tadashi in reference to the chip that's in Baymax from Big Hero 6. No so way. Another that's Disney awesome. property based on a Marvel comic. Wow. I think we, yeah, I think we. What if? It, that's a so what if question there. Question. What if he grabbed that yeah. chip? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. Um <laughs> Yeah. No. 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 That's all of the truth. Oh. Okay. I. I said that. Okay. I said the Tadashi bit during my uh, tie-ins. I think. So I was like, wait a minute. What? Oh, yeah. did you? I, I was like, wait that. a minute. Are we going? What? What happened? How long have we been recording? I was stuck in a time loop for a second. An hour twenty something. <laughs> I was in a time loop. An hour thirty. <laughs> I'm caught in a time loop. No, but that's all I got. What? What? What are we doing we now? Go. Okay. A uh oh yeah i uh, we letterbox you were saying before oh, yeah. sorry uh quickly i have this placed at i have this placed at number eight right under miss marvel Ooh. okay wow it's in my top 10 this is critically oh this is just saying, or this is kind of overall of just anything okay i okay. Like if you're bored um, on a is, if you're bored on a Sunday, Joe, are you gonna pop this movie and say over uh, any Marvel movie that we've covered? <laughs> Ooh, that's that's an interesting question. I think it uh, and the MCU at large over every movie that's that's released, it's definitely in the in the top half. That's without question. Um, I think it it definitely is in the top. Um, Top ten is is questionable. That's that's where it gets questionable. But it's it's right around that area, if not, um, I would say for me, just because of my love for Vision and Ultron, and it's the introduction of Wanda, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. I've learned learned to love Wanda more and more because it's just the love interest of Vision, and that's a really bad way to characterize Wanda because she's so much more than just the love interest of Vision. But that's like my connection, my like where I look deeper into Wanda. Um, yeah. the reason for so so I don't know I, I like this movie a lot more than I'd say the average MCU fan um, but I'd say if it's not in the top 10 it's right around 11 or 12 uh, it's not far off of 10 sweet for nice. me I have this at number 5 right below Wakanda Forever Love and Thunder Guardians 2 and then Guardians nice. right okay wow so up there up there I mean it's out of the Avengers movies. It's Infinity War is my favorite without a doubt, because uh, that theater experience, the movie I think is just critically better than Endgame. But I think I can't comfortably say whether Endgame or Age of Ultron whether I like them more. Uh, I think they're kind of tied for second when it comes to Avengers movies. So maybe That's I can fair. actually, maybe I can comfortably say that Age of Ultron is a top ten movie for me. When I do think about it now, after this watch, I don't think it was before, but after this watch, um, realizing like that the scope, how limited it was, and what they accomplished, um, I think the movie wrote it, it rose a whole lot for me. So I think I can actually say it is top ten. Nice um, for me. It, it, it's around the same area that Endgame is at, which is pretty high up. That's for sure. So, um, so yeah. But yeah, that's all we got. That's the show. Oh, I got awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Sick. let's get yeah, that. We'll... Let's get that closing I... script out quick. <laughs> I just want to apologize real quick if I I rambled too long about Ultron. Oh, dude, um, you're I know I can I can I can go. 
uh, on him. So you're good. Apology. <laughs> um. All right, whew, let's get this breath in here because this is going to be a bit of a script. Thank you guys so much for listening across the multiverse. This is a Repeat Studios podcast where we have a podcast for every, well, not every, a lot of the geek fandoms that are out there in terms of uh, things that we like. Um, we got one for, the obviously, the MCU. You're listening to it right now. We got one for the DCU where Grace and I... Uh, cover everything in the DC universe films and television wise and we got Ty he and SL do a world's finest podcast you can follow them at the WF cast on Twitter and you can follow DCU on repeat but they're doing are you guys covering Batman Re- Batman and Robin or whatever reborn uh, or we, that I saw uh, we, we're covering just uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin right now and John Byrne's Superman oh, okay Okay, I saw SL post a, a pic of the, the Batman Reborn or whatever book, and I was like, oh, it's, that's interesting. Uh, but no, you guys just did Superman 78, and I actually really liked that episode. Um, so good job, you guys. Yay. Um, and you can follow Ty. He's doing a Halo <laughs> podcast called Halo Lorecast. You can follow him at Halo underscore Lorecast. And, right? That's where it's at. Yep. Probably should have checked with you beforehand. And a huge thank you to our Patreon and our Patreon producers, Garrick, Chad, and Rexy. For $6 a month, you can join our Patreon. We have a holiday bundle going on for where you can sign up for only a dollar. There you can get early access to all of our episodes. You can get early, you can get exclusive access to different types of podcasts. We have one called Everything All at Once, where we talk about literally anything and everything. I know we haven't posted there much, but... We got some stuff coming for you. Don't you worry. And a big thank you to Focal Drifts and Why Not Stuff for providing the art for us. A big thank you to Swinterton, Locks Music, and Augusto Denise for all of our various musical themes. Bada boom. That was rough. Boom. <laughs> boom. You looking for this? Excelsior. Oh, Joe, where can they find you? Are you are you uh, willing to share your socials yeah, to no, the I'll, world? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll plug, obviously, the pod uh, yes. over at, at, at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, you can find us anywhere. You know, there are Twitter specifically is at Penny Bloom Pod. Um, and then from, from Twitter, you can kind of find all our other socials um, from there. So that's kind of the easiest hub uh, for us. Um, me specifically, I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess uh, you can you can find, you know, me. I I, I like and retweet a lot of the penny bloom stuff so if you want to follow me you can you can kind of find me through there uh don't really care about follows or anything though so don't really need to plug me or anything i just right. really uh for the for the pod so um but yeah um it was it was uh really fun to come on and thanks for having me over the the one movie i could definitely talk about for for hours upon end oh hell uh, yeah it was, it was a blast and i can't wait to hopefully come back for for infinity war and have the the reunion um, for me and Colton to finally come on it at, at oh, the same yeah. time. We're, so. we're going to make it work. Don't worry. We'll find a way. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you guys you. so much. Hell yeah, of thank course. You. Tune in course. next week because we're going to be wrapping up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. That's what, Part 6, ah! I think, Ty? Oh, There's man, only three episodes. It's three or four, so it's not too bad. Thank God. We're so close. I can almost taste our holiday break. I can almost (laughs) taste it. But yeah, tune in next week. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.